Kili Shuateka Kiviti Hashem, Baruch Haba Bishem Adonai, Dalit Be'av. Bazwat Hashem, may we merit to say, Dalit Be Menachem Av, the fourth of Av. Bazwat Hashem, the fourth of Menachem Av. May HaKadosh Baruch please send Menachem, our Mashiach. Shabbat Chazon, the Shabbat of vision, the Shabbat that precedes Tisha B'Av. This is that day. HaKadosh Baruch Hu, we ask that you would, by your mercy, by your grace, show us a vision of the third temple. Permeate our hearts and show us our parts and show us where our hands are to work so that we may bring this building and revelation into physical existence. HaKadosh Baruch Hu, help us to grasp and graft in from the spiritual world into the physical world, our part of the Beit HaMikdash. Please help us and fill us. Grant us eyes to see and grant us ears to hear the glorious sounds of the Beit HaMikdash. Can you hear its own? Biskut Mashiach Yeshua. So with that being said, I would like to start off with the wisdom in the Hebrew alphabet. It's talking about the conversive Vav says from anguish to gladness and vice versa two very frequent uses of this type of vav are for the conversion of haya which is past to ve haya which is i will be which is uh sleek i will be which is future and yehi which is will be future into vaihi which was past in his example of the conversive of to change tense the resultant words convey diametrically opposed moods as well the talmud relates a tradition handed down from the men of the great assembly vaihi eno ela leshon zaar Vehaya leshon simka. The word vaihi is used to convey anguish. The word vehaya is used to convey gladness. Megillah ten b and pesikta zuta six ten. When something pleasant took place in the past, and we hope it will repeat itself in the future, we use the past tense haya and convert it to future tense by adding a conversive vav, implying our gladness and contemplating the future event. Shoresh Yishai and on Ruth. It says, conversely, when we expect something painful to take place, we cannot help but wish it had already occurred. Let it be over and done with. Therefore, in describing an unhappy event, scripture uses the future Yehi and converts it to the past by means of a conversive vav. See also additions to Maharsha Bhava Batra 88b and see Kol HaTorah Bereshit page 625. The Vilna Gaon explains that if one's future seems empty because he longs for possessions that were once his but were taken from him, I don't know, like the temple, says 
The pain of his expectation is described by Vaihi. If one was deprived of something in the past, but his loss, but his loss is restored to him in the future, like the temples. The joy is expressed by Vehaya, implying a return of the past. Anaf Yosef and Divre Eliyahu. So through the Vav, we can bring hope to our future, and we can also overturn the past mourning into joy through the Vav. So the Vav has this ability to sweeten, and so where we long as it says from the Vilna Gaon we long for possessions that were once ours but were taken you know and so it's kind of like right now until we see the temple we have kind of this emptiness before us we kind of we have this homelessness that we're going through but we also know that we had the temple in the past and we're going to have it in the future so we're having this simultaneous paradoxical vav that's going on we're between two vavs we have the vav that says our future is empty because what we lost in the past and then we have the vav that says our future is hopeful because what we lost in the past is about to be restored back to us and it's interesting when you say vav vav that's how you spell the letter vav and the vavs represent the two mashiachs and Vav Vav equals 12, which is the 12 tribes. And we're looking for the restoration of the 12 tribes as well, because that also happens with the Olam Haba. Baruch Hashem. May the Geula be brought and manifest soon in our days. And through the Vav, may we experience Simcha with the rejoicing in the streets of Yehuda and Yerushalayim. Amen. Od Yeshama Vekol Kala. Amen. It says, and the, well, let's go to the letters of light and go to Gematria. We're going to reverse everything. So it goes on to say, Gematria, the numerical equivalent of the Vav is six. Six represents connection, exemplified by the angels in Yehezkiel's vision, whose six wings enabled them to soar and unite. You know, the mitzvot are help us to soar and unite. The mitzvot are our wings. They are our connecting points. So as we do mitzvot, may we see them as unifiers and not as dividers. Because sometimes we excel in mitzvot that other people don't. And other people excel in mitzvot that we don't. But the point of that is actually for a unification. You ever seen those puzzle pieces with the, the indentions on one part and then there's a protrusion on the other part? Well, that's because where you lack, there's a part that's going to fit there. And then where you exceed, you're going to fit where someone else is, where someone else lacks. That's the way this works. I was reading a beautiful book on the temple from the incredible Tamid Shlita, the incredible Talmud. And he, uh, it has this whole section in the book about 
how temple service worked and it was talking about the the guards and the rotations you know because there's people who open the temple who close the temple there's the levites and the kohenim and the different divisions of families of the Levi'im who would sing on the platform and it was all it was this beautiful orchestrated scheduling and fill-ins and when it came to shabbat there were all hands on deck like you know the 24 family 24 divisions would rotate throughout the temple service as it as it occurs and so sometimes you had people come into town and be like i'm available if you need me kind of thing and it was this beautiful harmony of how everyone just kind of flowed and fit into different areas so there was no lack and everyone was able to do what they were specifically called and anointed to do because what we get to do we're anointed to do it so therefore if you're not getting to do something it's because you're not anointed for it or it's not time for you to do that because sometimes or a lot of times roles change you know eventually we'll need a new rabbi eventually we'll need new zakanim eventually we'll need a new chazan eventually we'll need a new goodbye eventually we'll need a new administrator one woman army keturah person shlita to keturah and so you know obviously rotations are going to change and things like that we even see it now we have a search on tulsa so you know we have the mighty mighty bowers and the barayos all of them shlita and all of their uh, leadership that's going on over there shlita to all y'all you know so we see what that looks like because Sar Shalom Tulsa could not flourish if they didn't have a stand-in for the rabbi position the chazan position position for the zakanim position for the goodbye position you know you have to have this kind of tiered leadership and lay leadership kind of picture go on so Baruch Hashem for HaKadosh Baruch Hu rising that up. So it goes on to say that the wings enabled them to soar and unite and connect with God. Six also represents the six books of Mishnah, which by the way are called Shas. If you ever see that Shin Shin, Shas means the Oral Torah. It's uh, the tractates. They're also called Meseket. So you'll say instead of tractate barakot, you say maseket barakot. Or according to the shas, which means according to the oral Torah. This is the Mishnah. Remember, Mishnah means second. Okay, this is literally uh, what Memtet is called. Because Memtet, the oral Torah, Yosef are all synonymous with each other. And Mishnah rearranges to Neshama which is our soul. So then we go on to say, through learning Torah, one connects with God. Through learning Torah, one connects with God. Many people say that they want to just feel God, they want to be in His presence, they want to get in the Spirit and things like that, and they never study Torah. But the beautiful thing is when you study Torah, you learn it to do it. You don't just study it to be, oh, okay, I connected with God, Baruch Hashem. No, when you connect with God, it leaves an impression on you. So, Selah on that. Six also represents completion. Like, we just finished six days of the work week. Now it's time for Shabbat. It says, because something that is surrounded on all six sides, north, south, east, west, above, and below, is complete. 
This is why we have to understand we had clouds of glory all around us. So we actually had seven clouds because we had the cloud in front of us and we had the all six sides. And not to mention, technically there were two clouds in front of us because there was a pillar cloud and there was a fire cloud. And yeah, so that was kind of crazy. But anyway, lots of clouds. <clears throat> but it goes on to say, similarly, we find that when the Jewish people had left Eretz Mitzrayim, the land of Mitzrayim, God surrounded them with six clouds of glory. See Rashi on Bamibar 10, Bamibar 1034, where he explains that a seventh cloud went before them, leveling the mountains and killing the snakes and scorpions in their path. But wait, I thought it was the Ark of Moshe with the broken tablets that was made out of acacia wood that did that. Yeah, because it was in the cloud. So there's that. But anyway, it says, See also, Lakute Sikot, volume 18, page 253, FF. The cloud above them protected them from the sun. The cloud below shielded them from the hot desert sand. The four clouds around them, back, front, left, and right, served as a protective shield. Arrows and other weapons directed against them were turned to straw. That's interesting because, you know, Asav is considered to be straw and stubble. And, you know, the house of Yaakov is fire and Yosef is the flame. Obadiah. Remember that passage in Obadiah. So that's interesting. And who attacks Judaism more than anybody else these days? Christianity. And it's funny because if you listen to the Aliyah Day, you think, well, who attacks Christianity more than anybody else these days? Judaism. It's just kind of like, well... <laughs> You know, there's that Yaakov and Esau did wrestle for like ever in the womb of Raquel or Rivka, Slika. And Rivka was like, what is going on? And some, some, I don't even know why I asked to be pregnant if this is what it's like. And it's just kind of like, yeah, there's an eternal battle going on, an internal battle going on, I guess. And it's like, oh yeah, I know what that's like. That's like battling with my Yetzahara. I feel like I'm pregnant. Who's going to win? When am I going to give birth? Oh my gosh. Anyway, that was kind of weird, but that's what I just thought, so I thought I'd share with you. Okay, back to the reading. Rashi on Devarim 8.4. The clouds of glory also acted as a tailor and dry cleaner. Can we get a hallelujah? Because, I don't know about you, but I dry clean my clothes for Shabbat, and it would be amazing if I could just walk outside into the clouds of glory, and boom, I'm done. Anyway, it says every night the Jewish people would remove their clothes before going to sleep. The next morning, those clothes were perfectly cleaned and pressed. If a person happened to gain a few pounds, his vestments grew with him. Now, why we got to throw that in there? They, they literally put grew in uh, uh, quotation marks. Like, well, if you gained a few pounds, your clothes are going to grow with you. Not saying grow as you you grew up from a child to an adult, like because because you know that would be, yeah, obviously you're gonna grow and your measurements are gonna change. Like now, but if you if you had a little too much mana, you know, you probably just gotta push back from the mana table a little bit. You know, it's like wow, that that point where the midrash kind of like shivs you and you're like maybe I shouldn't eat that other piece of hollow. I don't know. Okay, anyway. 
says the Jews wore the same clothes every day for their entire sojourn in the desert. The clothes adapted to each person's body and never grew old or worn. Imagine if your clothes never stank. I mean, you got that going on. So that in and of itself would be amazing to me because some some clothes, like if I get a certain outfit, I'm like, man, I could wear this all day. But it's like you get it dirty, you get stains on it, it stinks, you sweat, all that kind of, it rips, it tears. Nope, never had to worry about that. So pick your favorite outfit and that's your 40 years, get you some outfit. And it's just like, wow, I wish I could do that. Such is the information that is connected to the letter Vav. So we see Vav has to do with care, protection, and also clothing. So Sephirotiot brings down Vav, which is spelled Vav Vav, is the sound of being joined. So whenever you join with someone, that makes the sound of Vav. Vav is all about joining. And I love that HaKadosh Baruch Hu has allowed this year, 5780, for Shabbat Chazon to correspond to the Vav as we're doing the At Bash uh, letters throughout these 22 days for the three weeks of mourning. <clears throat> because if we don't understand making the sound Vav, we will not get a temple ever the reason the temple was destroyed because we took the vav out we we stopped joining with each other and that's what we got to understand we have to join with each other my lack is compensated by what you excel in and your lack is compensated by what i excel in so if we put that together that is get you some that's a recipe for get you some that's a recipe for the final redemption. Can you hear its own? May it be so. You would think that the letter joining should look like a dash mark. So lay the valve on its side. So as to join one sound or so as to join one and another. But it does not precisely to remind us that one and another cannot be joined because they are independent otherwise the one would be dissolved into the other so we're not you can't lose your identity when you're joining with me and neither can i this is why understanding the avengers is amazing because should iron man give up his abilities for the sake of joining with captain america well then i don't know how well that's going to work out because you know, what if Captain America gave up his abilities? You know, like, name me the super soldier serum. And then it's like, well, you know, I have a super soldier serum, but, you know, here's your suit of armor. Or, you know, take away your suit of armor and, you know, get yourself a shield and, you know, have the smarts of Tony Stark. You know, it's like thinking about the different ways to mold and meld Captain America and Iron Man together. If they dissolved into one another, uh, that's not considered joining. That's considered like, I don't know, whatever you do with clay. Because sometimes you take the red clay, put it with the, the green clay, and you get this really looking weird clay. And you're like, what happened to the red? What happened to the yellow? It's like, well, they don't exist anymore. They're all one lump of dough now, or one lump of clay. So the thing is, the Vav teaches us that we have to be independent. We have to stand upright. 
you stand be comfortable in your own skin as the incredible talent brings down being a jew is about being comfortable in your own skin comfortable with your abilities comfortable with your aspects your attributes and joining that alongside another person's aspects and attributes i got the beautiful opportunity to be a part of a zoom class by who i like to now uh, lovingly call rabbi mazel tov and uh, rabbi rafi malet shlika slita uh uh, he was, he's doing a series on Shira Shireen, Song of Songs. And in the class, I was sharing one of the insights based off of one of his insights. And he said, man, you're deep. You should teach the class. And I'm like, no, can't teach the class. Because first of all, in my own mind, I'm thinking, first of all, the way you just broke that down like an Obi-Wan Kenobi, like that's some Jedi stuff, first of all, which you just shared. But what I actually did get to say, which is what was... Uh, the foundation of what I'm saying now. So what I said was, well, I only saw this because of what you were sharing. So what Bezrat Hashem Rabbi Mollet was able to see is that, man, I do what I do. And who knows what that's going to allow the other person who's joined with me to do. And then when you look at the synthesis of that, whoever the innocent bystanders are for that napalm explosion that goes off, you're just like, whoa, what just happened? But that is the power of the sound of the Vav. So as we enter into Shabbat Chazon, as we're in Shabbat Chazon, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, may our words merit on high that the Vav is established in creation and may it bring forth the light to bring forth the revealing of the Beit HaMikdash, the sending of Mashiach ben David, the redemption of your Shekinah from exile with Kol Echad Yisrael joined together, bringing redemption into the world. Please, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, send Mashiach now. Baruch Haba B'Shem Adonai.